Um, and you got to believe in your abilities when you're going forward. But yeah, uh, I think, you know, to close that out, it's just good to see um, people from the town doing something. And when you, if you have a dream that, you know, like to be a musician or something that's out of the ordinary here and you don't want to work at Geico or you don't want to work at the base, you know what I mean? You don't want to work at, uh, you know, the bank, which there's nothing wrong with that. Like I am employed at one of those places. So it's like, I get it. But, you know, if you want to do something out of the ordinary, just know, like, you're going to have to do what Rick did, which is like, you're going to have to go outside of your city. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Only Child Syndrome Podcast. I'm your host, Tevin West. When we come to this podcast, we'll be discussing sports, current events, random topics, special topics, and the human experience. We'll have special guests on from time to time, but for the most part, you got my six and I got yours. So let's get started. Georgia sports fan culture. What's it like? Well, I mean, if we're going to discuss Georgia sports uh, fan culture, we have to decide, you know, what area. Uh, it's it's too large to generalize. So let's go with two areas I know listeners can relate on. UGA football and Atlanta Falcons fans. Well, for one, like they're not always uh, one in the same, right? So. A person could be like very much a, a Falcons fan, but not be a UGA fan uh, in the slightest. But for the sake of discussion, let's let's just say the fan in question. Let's call him Daryl. Yeah, Daryl's Daryl's real good. Um, D for short. He's from Michigan, but he moved to Atlanta. He's a he's both like a Falcons. And a Georgia fan, right? So he's a Falcons fan and he's a UGA fan. So uh, is this guy happy? That's the question. And the answer is no. This guy is not happy. And let me tell you why he's not happy. Because, like, like it's true, man. Like, I'm, 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 I'm from Georgia. I'm, I live in Middle Georgia, and it's, it's, it's the cult, the, the UGA sports culture is just as strong here as it is in Clark County. And let me tell you something. True Georgia sports fans are unappeasable. I just like, so I don't really have a dog in the fight. I just thought I'd comment on it because I live in Georgia. So I live around the culture. So it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's like when you walk to the mailbox, when you, when you're at work and your cubicle, when you're, you know, going out of town, out of town for me is in Atlanta. Um, but it's just like, you know, like, like I always wonder, like, why a fan base with like such an embarrassment of riches has a sort of like been left with like a chip on their shoulder. You know what I mean? It's like that chip is like. That's on the Georgia sports fan's shoulders. The size, like, 
is like the size of a Georgia Blue Ridge Mountain Boulder, bro. I swear, like, like now here's the deal, like, you no Super Bowl, yes. Um, I admit that's quite hurtful. You know what happened to you in the '98 season when you lost to the Broncos in the in the Super Bowl to John Elway, but like you had no business. Like, and may I remind you, like we're lucky you found yourselves in the presence of John Elway. You know, a missed field goal kept like one of the most explosive offenses of all time out of the big game. And uh, with uh, Chris Carter and Randy Moss and uh, Randall Cunningham pocket passing Randall Cunningham, not to mention rejuvenated Randall Cunningham. So, we ain't gonna discuss that, but you know we we you know we ain't gonna discuss the twenty eight three situation either. But but back to UGA, right? Uh, UGA, you know, it's two nays in a row. So you know, present day, why do I feel like there's a tension among you know, the Georgia fan base? Like, are you anxious, guys? Like, what's the deal? Like, like you may you may drop the ball. Like, is that what you're afraid of? Like. You're not gonna you 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 afraid of that? Some advice for you, Georgia sports fans here. Not I'm not here to poke the bear. I'm not here to um just like complain and stuff. I'm here to give you some real sound advice. I mean I really I really you know, I have to live here, I have to live amongst you guys. I just wanna give you some advice when you're dealing with people that are not, you know what I'm saying, not Georgia sports fans. And just in general, when you when you doing fan culture stuff, some advice for you. Enjoy the ride. Look, man, these enjoy the ride. What do I mean by that? These things, guys, they don't come around often. You know, I you know, I'll be brief on this, but I I, I was having a conversation with a certain UGA fan, really loyal fan. He said that uh if UGA won a third national championship, he'd be content. <laughs> hey, I'm a West Virginia fan, me personally. The Sugar Bowl is our our national championship. You know, our, I remember when Steve Slayton and Pat White were like back there in the you know in the offensive backfield, you know, like you know tooting it up with the option, and just you know we were beating Georgia actually UGA ironically, um, but. That's our national championship type stuff. You know what I mean? Like we, the closest we ever got to a national championship, West Virginia was like when we had to, all we had to do is beat, uh, I think Pittsburgh. It was Pittsburgh. It was either Pittsburgh or UConn, but I think it was Pitt. Pitt's a big rival of ours. You know what I mean? We don't play in the Big East anymore. We play in the Big 12 now, but the Big East, you know, but I don't even think the Big East exists anymore. But yeah, I mean, it was like, we we uh we don't have we're not that good so you guys got to relax uh on the anxiousness like it, it it's like you want to be great so bad but you already are so chill like chill you know what i mean like like why like why does this matter though like it's like well like i said i'm a georgia boy born and raised and i like um I like to see the the state get its shine on, and I know about the history about how we went from having you know all the railroad lines to having all the air traffic control lines. I know, I know, I create it's 
it's crazy to see the complete fandom that goes on in Georgia about this, these football teams. Like the sports announcer, like the sports announcers are just like eating it up. You know, it's like any Georgia sports caster, uh, you know, any any opinion regarding college football is like automatically law. Like it's automatically like top tier. You know, you know. Plus, it's like it's really it's a cool thing to see. Um, it's a cool thing to see. You know, I was listening to the sportscaster for the Georgia region of ESPN radio, you know, ESP radio, they have different, um, divisions, you know, and, um, we, they have one in, in Georgia. So it's like, he spoke about how though, like how, even though like Mizzou, like the Georgia was playing Missouri, like it was a, you know, a great opponent. Um, like, the the game ultimately came down to like two plays. It was like it was, there's an interception by the deten- the defensive tackle uh, Nazir Stackhouse. Good. Highlight some things or a thing that is happening in the in the town. So I like this. I like these type of stories. They um they let me know like hey like. There are people that are doing things that are where we're from. All right, so Warner Robins man works on TV, movie productions, bringing actors looks to the big screen. Uh, okay, so here we go. You may have not seen him. You may not have seen one Warner Robins man's face on the silver screen, but you've certainly seen some of his work as a hairstylist on the heads of your favorite stars. Between every snip and comb through, Rick Ross calls home. <laughs> Rick Ross, his name is spelled like R I C R O S S. I think that's kind of kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> Rick Ross says, "I did uh, the Spanx billboard in New York's Times Square. I also did the Stranger Things commercial." Ross said, Let's "Scroll down here. Ross works as a celebrity TV and film stylist." His major production, his first major production, World of Dance, starring Jennifer Lopez and Neo, solidified his passion for his career. The lights came on, and I was like, this is it for me. This is the perfect, uh, this is what I want to do, Ross said. That's really good. Like, I'm real glad, like, because most people have no idea, like, what they want to do, like, even for a hobby. You know what I mean? Like. I feel really bad. I never, I'm so glad that I don't, I never been that type of person. I never really had a hobby. I'm, I don't know, like people who, like people out there who don't have hobbies, like what's it like? Cause I, I don't know. Like I've always had something to keep me busy when I get done doing what I'm doing. You know what I mean? When I get done with my priorities. So Ross never questioned his abilities. Just how to keep booking major production jobs. I feel you. I feel you. Like a lot of times, like, like with with what you do, you never question your abilities. If you're really good at it, you just you you try to figure out like, are you going to get the support? Right. You just try to figure out like, is there going to be enough people to support me? I think that's just where your the the leap of faith comes in because most of the time, the people that support you. Like, you don't even know. The, you're not even going to, like, notice people from a can of paint. Like, the people that end up supporting you is going to be somebody from freaking across the world, probably. But you, you don't know that until you keep pursuing what it is that you have a passion for. 
So it says, uh, <clears throat> it goes on to say, um, I go in there with the mindset I'm booking my next job while I'm in there. I've never been in a trailer where I didn't get an offer at a job, Ross said. That's really, really good. His go-getter mindset landed him gigs with companies ranging from Netflix to his more recent project with Marvel and May. But the writers and actors strike, cut things short. Yeah, you know, when I was um I was in LA in September and uh they were uh, they, they were on a writer strike and uh I was near Burbank and it was just cool to kind of see like everything had kind of like ceased. But um I you know, it's very interesting, like you know, writers uh writers weren't even getting royalties, I don't think. It's different, you know, like when you're a writer in music, it's a lot more profitable because um, you get to keep, you get to create a way, a lane for passive income and stuff. And I think when you do in movies, it could be different. But with the strike over, I, I mean, there, I think it's a little different, but I don't know. But um, let me keep reading. Now, what was supposed to be a four month project is postponed. Ross is still keeping his head held high. Movies he's worked on are still being released, like Exorcist Believer, which was released to theaters um, on October 6th. I didn't even know they were still doing Exorcist movies. I'm cool on that. Oh, I see him. He's cool. Like he's like uh, he does all the like the like the special effects and stuff. That's cool. Like I wonder like how you get those type of jobs. Ross said he's not afraid of what's next. He'll just keep a razor sharp focus on the future ahead. You can see more of Ross's work in the Tyler Perry production, Six Triple Eight, coming to Netflix soon. Uh, five last minute Halloween costumes. If you're going to, oh, that's a different. <laughs> yeah, so I mean. <clears throat> I I brought up his story because, you know, I wanted to talk about, like, it's really good to see somebody from the town, like, making their way. You know what I mean? It's like, I always thought, like, for example, it's just like, if you're in this town, this is not a bad town to be from. You know, it's nothing wrong with this town, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like a retirement home. You know what I mean? It. You know, if it if it wasn't for the base in Warner Robins, Georgia, Warner Robins, Georgia would be an extension. The middle Georgia area would be an extension of South Georgia, which their main source of income comes from agriculture. But all I'm saying with that is, you know, it's <clears throat> when you have a person like Rick Ross, that's R-I-C-R-O-S-S. Who is a uh, you know makeup stylist and stuff in Hollywood? You know, it it was probably difficult for him to get um, started and stuff like coming from here. You know what I mean? I, I don't know his journey necessarily, but it could have been difficult because like there's nothing around that 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 uh, that that. <laughs> feel that that industry would support him like here you know what i mean like unless he be wants to be like a cosmetologist you know what i mean and obviously his work is a little bit more extensive than that um 
But, you know, I guess for me, that same situation, that's the same situation like with me with, you know, right now with podcasting, but, you know, like more recently because of something that I really enjoyed doing what I was doing, which was pursuing professional soccer. You know, it was like that was my like that was me I can relate to Rick like you this is an arena that if you don't go outside of your physical like area like you won't get the looks you won't even get a sniff so he had to go different places <clears throat> just like I did too I had to go try out a different state to be noticed by different teams and stuff like that. And, um, you know, you just got to go different places, you know. So, um, and you got to believe in your abilities when you're going forward. But, yeah, uh, I think, you know, to close that out, it's just good to see um, people from the town doing something. And when you, if you have a dream that, you know, like to be a musician, or something that's out of the ordinary here and you don't want to work at Geico or you don't want to work at the base. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't want to work at uh, you know the bank, which there's nothing wrong with that. Like I am employed at one of those places. So it's like, I get it. But, you know, if you want to do something out of the ordinary, just know like you're going to have to do what Rick did, which is like you're going to have to go outside of your city you know, to make it happen, possibly. For my last act, I wanted to uh, speak on the topic of physical activity, just more like not physical, not like nutrition and all that, just physical activity. And when I say this, I'm, I'm a person who I've gotten it like all wrong before and I still get it wrong. (laughs) I'm gonna continue to get it wrong when it comes to physical fitness and physical activity and fitness in general. You know, I just do what works best for me, but you know, don't get it twisted. Like it's still a journey and you know from where I from what I was doing it was pretty destructive you know it was just um just like recklessly like putting things in my body like on a daily basis and not uh, learning moderation and so now I'm of the opinion that if you are one of the people that has decided to put your your desire to earn uh, money over your um, physical health and your physical activity because that's what we're talking about. I think you, I think you are misguided. And that's okay because I have been misguided. And there are times and situations and 
places where I'm still misguided. But yeah, this one over here, you like, I usually don't speak so boldly about things in this nature because, like, in other ways, it's merely subjective, like tomato, tomato. But this particular subject, like your physical activity, is there's not really a it's not really a, it's very objective like it's very you motion is lotion like if you don't use it you lose it like you need to make sure that you keep up your physical health and your physical activity so that way you can do the things you want to do just on a hobby basis like like for instance like I play uh amateur soccer for probably I would say like the second biggest um, amateur league in America, the U- UPSL. Um, I think it's the United Premier Soccer Leagues. I don't know, but there's like that. And then there's um, the National Premier Soccer League. And then there's United Soccer Leagues too. So I think, so probably mine is probably like the third, maybe the fourth best amateur soccer league. But anyway, I mean, we don't even, we play in the lower division, but to play in that division, like, you know, a soccer game is 90 minutes. Like, I'm a goalkeeper, so it's like, um, traditionally, like, we don't do as much running as a field player in a 90-minute game, but we have to be in shape, too. Don't get it twisted, but it's just regardless. Like, you need to be in shape if you're going to play in that environment just to, like, just if you just want to, like, be on the cool like just to say that you did it you need to be like in shape because the practices can be you know even though it's amateur ball you know we're all just out there having a good time you it it, it can be high pace like for example this past Sunday or this past Saturday we played a team North Georgia United so my team is Middle Georgia United FC we won 16 to 0 Okay, 16 to 0. But that's how, you see what I'm saying? Like, we, it's blood sport. You know what I'm saying? We're like, we coming for all, we coming for your neck. Like, you better protect your neck. Like, you need to be physically fit. You know, like, uh, uh, what's that song? I like to move it, move it. Uh, he says, like, somewhere in the song, like, physically fit, physically fit, physically fit. Like, that's that's how physically fit you need to be. Like, just how that man was saying it in the song. Like, you need to be physically fit. Physically fit, that's just my thing, you know. Just make sure you take care of your body, you know. For me, you know, it's the routine. Weekly is, you know, 30 minutes in my little apartment gym. You know, some dumbbells. And some calisthenics in there, you know. We get 30 minutes, 30 minutes outside running, you know. Jog, you know, so two and a half, three miles, you know what I mean? Three miles max, and then 30 minutes, you know, yoga, you know what I mean? So it's like, that's an hour, 30 minutes right there. You just did that, you know, on top of, you know, my soccer practices and things of that nature. And then I'll touch on Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu not as much anymore because soccer didn't kind of pull me back in, you know, but, you know, uh. And, you know, I'm really, I'm like, I love calisthenics, you know, like I have a calisthenics set like that. I'll do 
just like throughout the day, you know, like, so I do, I'll do 300 pushups in one day, but check this out. So here's the deal. Here's how you, here's how you do it. It's like three, to get to 300 pushups in a day, you do 40 pushups, you do five sets of 40 pushups. So you do, but you do it out the, throughout the day. And this is the set. Sets. So the sets like this, it's like you go into plank, you plank for 40 seconds. Then you go ahead, rise up. You can go ahead, rise up into your palms, and then you do 40 push-ups. Bam, knock those out. Then you up, and then you do 40 squats. That's one calisthenic set. And you do that throughout the year. I just, you know, I threw the, I threw the uh, squats in there because, you you know, you got to make sure you, I'm a soccer player, so you got to make sure. So even when I say, you know, push-ups, you know, just know that I put, the squats in there as well. Just because I'm a soccer player. You gotta keep the legs. That's that's a must. But yeah, I mean, I have an active lifestyle. And uh it's important that you implement you don't have to do obviously what I do, but there's a point in life where I feel that need to understand that your health is, if you don't have your health, a lot of things can't get accomplished. You're just sitting there being a bystander in life. Make sure you're fit so that way you can enjoy life with your loved ones. This is Tevin West. Love. Love.